Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you this morning. How many of you guys love Jesus today? I understand that, in, you know, when you come to church, there's going to be some people that do, some people that don't. There's going to be some people that are checking it out, um, just, you know, visiting. Um, summer's here. People are going on vacation. So maybe some of you are on vacation. You're here this morning. And, um, but uh, here's the reality. There's some of you in here this morning that you're here because this is your church. You're here because maybe you're looking for a new church. You're here because you're on vacation. You're here uh, just because you dropped by here today. But uh, I believe God has something incredible for you today. Amen. And so when I say how many love Jesus today, there were some people like, yeah. And there were some people that maybe they're just more quiet, reserved. They still love Jesus, okay? So don't think the person next to you that wasn't yelling, they don't love Jesus, okay? But maybe there's some here that don't yet. But I want you to know something. God is good, and he's got a great plan for you. Amen. Uh, there, there, there's reasons why people come to church. It could be you come because you love the preaching of the word, and you want to grow in your faith, and you want to learn more about Scripture, and that is awesome, and that is incredible. And there's other people that come to church, and maybe just, you know, the depths of their heart, they just want to experience God today. You know, the Bible says wherever two or three are gathered together in his name, he is there. Amen. And so we can experience God's presence in a place like this. And uh, there's some people here today that they're just in desperate need of something. And they don't even know why they walk through the doors of the church, but they're just in desperate need of something. I've been there before. I'm sure many of you have. Um, but, you know, this morning, I just really feel the presence of God and that he wants to just touch some people today. What does it mean, Pastor, when you say you feel the presence of God? Because I'm looking around, I don't see God, but I do kind of feel something. I, I do kind of feel something. That's, that's God. What does God feel like? Man, it's just like there's, there's this anticipation, there's this excitement, that there's this, there's this release, there's this freedom, there's this grace. You know, you can try to put it in words. Um, you know, uh, there's 66 books in the, in the Bible, and men inspired by the Holy Spirit tried to put it in words. And sometimes it's difficult. But sometimes in these moments of worship, it's just like, man, there's, I don't know what's going on, but I just feel a peace. Maybe that's the way you could describe it. This I feel a peace in my heart. Uh, maybe you're here, and I've, I've, I've seen this happen before where people walk in, they have a physical ailment. They're, they're, they're physically something's wrong with them. Matter of fact, I had it happen not too long ago. I was at a Hillsong concert. Not to, Anybody go to the Hillsong concert that was in town not too long ago? Okay, all the... Really cool people went. Just kidding. And I, I just hurt my shoulder really bad playing basketball. I went to the doctor actually that day, and the doctor said, I think it's torn. Let's wait a couple weeks, and we'll do an MRI just to, you know, make sure there's nothing else. And that night, man, it hurt so bad, but I just went, and I just lifted my arm. I started to worship Jesus. And I think, I don't know if it was after or during, I just leaned over and said, man, I think I'm healed. I think I'm healed. Now, it still bothered me a little bit here and there, but, man, I'm telling you, that night, like, I couldn't even lift it, and I just, so that, that might happen to you. That's, that's God. That's God. That's God. That's God. Some of you here this morning and, and you hear somebody worshiping next to you and, and it sounds like they're worshiping in another language. Well, maybe they are. We're real close to the border. Come on, somebody. Okay? Now, I've lived here long enough to where I should speak Spanish, but hola is about it. Are you with me? And I probably butchered that. Hey, Seuss, come on, I can say that one. But um, I should probably be like, no, that wasn't Spanish, Pastor. What is that? Well, the Bible talks about worshiping him in, 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 in spiritual songs. 
It, it, it talks about it. It's in Scripture, right? You know? You might be here this morning worshiping, and, and you saw someone kneel down, and you're like, whoa. What's that all about? Or you saw the crazy tall dude up front, like, trying to dance, right? You're like, wow, that's different. Um, maybe you've been coming for a while, and you've, you've seen us pray for people that are, that are, like, literally need miracles. And I say this all the time, and I believe this on my heart, that um, you don't really believe in miracles until you need one, right? You can be real skeptical until you need a miracle. And then you're all about miracles, right? So I have, a, I have an incredible message planned for today, but I just feel like maybe the Holy Spirit wants to do something different. You know, we teach in our growth track that we're to be led by the Spirit. We're to be led individually as, as people. We're to be led by the Spirit. What does it mean to be led by the Spirit? It means when he shows up and starts talking, you just do whatever he says. Like, just do what he says. Just do what he says. And, and I just feel like maybe the Holy Spirit wants to not, not preach my incredible message this morning. And so this is what I want to do. I just want to go back. I don't know if we can go back into that, that last song, I Am a Child of God. And let's just worship a little while longer. And let's just see what God does this morning. Amen? Um, because the reality is, is the whole goal of preaching is to, is to take you closer to Jesus. That's the whole goal of preaching. But you know what? There's, there's other, other ways to get closer to Jesus. And so if you're new to this experience, you're new to church, I just want you just to, just to try to engage the best way you know how as we just worship a little longer and Let's see where he takes us this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just take a seat for a moment if you could. You guys keep playing. Go and turn the lights up a little bit. Um, What a, you know, here we are singing about uh, being a child of God and no longer a slave to fear. And one of the greatest fears that, that comes upon, uh, I think, me and maybe many other pastors. And, and maybe today is a good day to pick as I look out there because uh, it looks like a ton of people are on vacation. So maybe the Holy Spirit's just easing me in quietly and softly. But one of the greatest fears that I, I think I would face as a pastor, and maybe other pastors do too, is, is veering away from the normal worship service, veering away from, you know, the set plan that we have because you might scare people away. And, uh, and that's, you know, something that I battle. I don't know. I've talked to other pastor friends, and it's something that they battle from time to time. You have your worship. You greet your guests. You know, you know, you, you sometimes they'll do an, an offering in the middle, uh, you know, and then you preach and then you give an altar call and then everybody goes home happy. Amen. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to disrupt that because people like familiarity, right? They like familiarity. They like, if I could put it this way, the mundane. It's comfortable. I know what to expect. And, uh, and so welcome to Canvas Church this morning. We do tithes and offerings at the end, so we'll do that at the end. But so there was your welcome. Let me just let me just share this with you. Uh, we had a, a team of 14 people staying at our house, a missions team, and uh, over the last two days, and um, on one particular night, and they're down in Mexico now. But one particular night, they were sitting outside, and we were doing s'mores or whatever, and then they decided to go into worship, in which we did, and and uh, and it was great. And the, the one leading the trip, it happens to be my brother, the one leading the trip, who's done a lot of these trips into Mexico with young people, I wanted to kind of set the, the, the platform for them, wanted to kind of set them up because a lot of these kids have maybe never experienced some stuff on the missions field. And so they, they talked about that, but then they began to talk about some stuff that might happen in the services. And they got to this part about, you know, when you're praying for some people, you might see some people fall down. And they're like, what? Why? What's wrong with them? And uh, so they just tried to explain that, and I'll try to explain it to you because you might be like, what in the world's happening? Um, I remember watching some crazy videos back when the Beatles were real popular, right? And all the fans, and particularly the girls, would run up, and they'd be like, ah, right? And they would, like, faint in the presence of the Beatles, you know? You ever seen those videos before? Okay. And nobody seems to think that's weird. Well, maybe some people do, but they're kind of like, oh my gosh, they're just so overtaken with joy. And like, what do they try to describe it? And they're just, oh, they're just such big fans, okay? Well, really, it's, it's not much different when it comes to people in, in the kingdom of God. When they are so into the presence of God and they're so overcome with his presence and his joy, they can't help but do anything but either kneel or sometimes fall. And so they're explaining it to these young people. And then they talked about, now you might be praying for some people, and I know some of you, you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, but as you pray for people, I've had it before where I'm just praying, and, and they begin to, to, to erupt and begin to speak in a heavenly language. So they're explaining these things, and all of a sudden one of the older uh, uh, missions people on the trip kind of raised their hand and said, can I share something? And they're like, yeah, go ahead and share. 
They shared, you know, I know some of you are hearing this and you might be a little bit, it might be a little bit scared, you might be a little bit worried, and, but I just want you to know something that, you know what, God's never going to impose something on you and, 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 and cause you to do something that you want, don't want to do. And I got to be honest with you because I know some of you sitting here this morning, you would hear that and you'd be like, well, that sounds about right. But something rose up inside of me and I said, I don't know, when I read my Bible, it really seems like he does impose himself sometimes. When, when I read my Bible and I read about, about Moses, I'm pretty sure that, that when God showed up to Moses, if I go back and read it, that they actually have an arguing match. They argue. Moses is like, I ain't doing it. God says, yes, you are. And Moses is like, no, I can't, I can't speak. I have a st stutter. Because apparently he had a speech impediment. And God's like, I created you. I made your mouth. I'm choosing the right one. Four times back and forth. Guess who won that one? God. God. I'm pretty sure when I read my Bible, when, 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 when the presence of God shows up to Noah and says, I want you to build an ark. Noah's not like, you know that's sweet because I've been sketching up a drawing in my office. Just waiting for the opportunity to build an ark. Because if you read scripture, you understand actually it, it had never rained. No ark had ever been built. You know, I think there's another story about a guy named Jonah. You are going to go. Right? I mean, you go into the New Testament, you read about these guys named disciples. These were followers of Jesus. And things that Jesus asked of them. I'm pretty sure that he asks us to do things that we aren't comfortable with. But here's what happens. And here's why somebody could be sitting in the context of that conversation and say, hey guys, I know you're hearing about tongues. I know you're hearing about people maybe being slain in the spirit and falling out. But I just want you to know something that, that God wouldn't do that. He wouldn't create. Here's how we get to that point. We forget. We forget to continue to build a place for God to inhabit. We for, let me read it to you. Joshua chapter 4. I want you to hear this. Verse 1. Joshua chapter 4 verse 1. And after the entire nation had finally, uh, finished crossing the Jordan, what's happening? What's happening is, is God's people in the Old Testament known as the children of Israel, they had left Egypt, and they're on their way to the promised land, the land of Canaan. And on their way there, a new leader arises named Joshua, and Joshua now is to lead them into the promised land. Okay? And they come to this river that they have to cross. So let's pick it up. After they had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua, choose 12 men from the people, one man from each tribe, and command them, take 12 stones from this place in the middle of the Jordan. Okay, what happened? The Bible says that when, when the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant, 
which is representation of the presence of the Lord, into the Jordan that the water rolled back so they could cross over. Okay. So now here all the people had finished crossing over, but now the priests are still standing there. And before they can get out, they're saying, hey, I want you to grab 12 stones out of the Jordan. I want you to carry them with you and set them down at the place where you spend the night. So Joshua summoned the 12 men he had selected from the Israelites, one man from each tribe, and said to them, go across to the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan, each of you, and lift a stone onto his shoulder, one for each of the Israelite tribes, so that this will be a sign among you. Listen to it now. This will be a sign among you in the future when your children ask you what do these stones mean to you you should tell them the waters of the jordan were cut off in front of the ark of the lord's covenant and when it crossed the jordan the jordan's waters were cut off therefore these stones will always be a memorial for the israelites why are they to do it take these stones as a sign among you in the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean to you, you should tell them the waters were cut off. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, that we stopped remembering God. That we stopped remembering that He is a healer. That we stopped remembering that He is a miracle worker. That we stopped remembering that He is a Savior and that He's the Savior of the world. and He's the Savior of your life and He's the Savior of your whole entire family's life. That somewhere along the way, we stopped remembering that God could do anything. That with God, all things are possible. That if he wants to show up and somebody falls, then he shows up and somebody falls. That if he shows up and he wants to give somebody a heavenly language, then he shows up and he gives somebody a heavenly language. And see, what happens is, is, is we get into this, this idea that God is just, you know, he just is going to love on me and he's just going to care for me and he's never going to impose anything upon me. Listen to me. There's a reason why it's called faith. There's a reason why it's called faith. Because God is going to ask you to do some stuff as you follow Jesus. That God is going to come along and he's going he's to ask you to do some stuff and it's going to take some faith. And I believe, that, I believe this morning that God wants to remind us. That God, if you will, wants us to set up some memorial stones. Do you remember that moment that you got saved? Do you remember that moment when you got baptized in the Holy Spirit and began to speak with new tongues? Do you remember that moment when God supernaturally touched your body? Listen to me, I've seen it happen before where people experience a miracle in their life. And it is a verified miracle of doctors. And literally years go by. And you talk about that moment and they're kind of like, ah, well, you know, it's just an anomaly. It's like, no, I was there. It was a miracle. You thought it was a miracle. Yeah, I just don't know if I believe in those. I kid you not, I've talked to people. They've had miracles happen in their life. I just feel like God wants to set up some, some memorial stones this morning. Are you with me today? So when we, when we get into things like, like 1 Corinthians 12, and we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, we don't have to apologize for it. Now what's happening is, listen, I know we need explanation. I know we need teaching. But you know what we need more than that is we need the power and the presence of God. We need the power and the presence of God in our culture. We need the power and the presence of God in our churches. We need the power and the presence of God in our cities. We need the power and the presence. Are you with me this morning? 
See, some of you are here this morning and you're struggling in your marriage. You know what your marriage needs? Your marriage doesn't need another great message by Pastor Ben. You know what your marriage needs? Your marriage needs an encounter, an invasion of the Holy Spirit. See, some of you right now are looking at some impossible circumstances and situations. And listen to me, my three-point message can't get you out of that. My three-point message can give you some wisdom, some instruction to live by, and you should live by that. And as you live by faith and walk in the grace of God, you'll eventually get out of whatever. Listen to me, there are moments and times when God just wants to show up and say, I'm going to pull you out of it. I'm going to pull you out of it. I'm going to pull you out of it. And see, my greatest fear would be to stand up here and get away from my notes and be like, man, God, this is, I had a wrestling match during worship, but God, my message is so good. God's like, I know, but I'm better. I know, God, no question. You are, but my message is going to prepare a platform for you to come and do amazing things. I'm, I'm having that conversation in worship. <laughs> That's why I'm dancing around and raising, I'm like, I want to do, I want to, go, I want to go back into that song one more time. And now even if I wanted to preach, I don't have time to preach. Not quite true, but could we just do that song again? Can you stand back to your feet? Can you do this this morning? Just, just do me a favor. Just close your eyes. And if you're visiting for the first time, man, come back next week. Because it's going to continue to get better and better and better. God's going to continue to show up. I believe this on my heart. Someone needs to be set free this morning. Someone needs to be set free. Just, do me first. just close your eyes. If you feel comfortable, just lift your hands. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Yeah, that's you. I am a child of God. Yeah, yeah, you are. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child. Come on. Come on, sing that again, sing that again. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Come on. <laughs> I am a child of God. Yes, you are. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause I'm no longer a slave to fear. No longer. I am a child. Come on. Yes, you are. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Cause I'm no longer yeah. a slave. You're no longer a slave. Yeah. I am a child of God.
Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. You're no longer a slave. You're no longer a slave. Do me a favor. Just close your eyes. Hallelujah. I've been feeling this since yesterday. I feel like God wants to set some people free today. Free from the lie me free from the burden that is on you free from the addiction that you are bound up in free from the slavery of sin that that leads to death God wants to set you free God wants to set you free from your past God has something incredible for your future God wants to set you free from sorrow God wants to set you free mm. hallelujah you're here today you're here today and you're in this place and you know what you are a slave to somebody here this morning you are addicted you are a slave to addiction, and the Holy Spirit wants to set you free today. Some of you are enslaved to your past, asking questions, what if, what if, what if, what if. He wants to set you free today. 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 You're here. Eyes are closed. Heads are bowed. You know that you're enslaved to something. You know that you're bound with something. The Holy Spirit wants to set you free. If that is you, every eye is closed, every head's bowed. I want you to shoot your hand in the air right now. Shoot your hand in the air. So that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. Yeah, I'm enslaved. I'm enslaved. I'm enslaved. I'm, I'm, I'm a slave. I'm a slave to it right now. Freedom's coming. Some of you, some of you are enslaved to approval. You need approval in your life. You need approval in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. But you're a child of God. You're a child of God. And he wants to see you free. He wants to see you set free. He wants to see you walking in the purpose and the plan and the provision and the destiny that he has for you. There, there were so many hands that shot up, and I'm so glad I listened to the Holy Spirit. I'm so glad I listened to the Holy Spirit. So many hands. I, I wonder if you'd be bold enough and brave enough to meet me down here so I can pray for you today. I wonder if you'd be bold enough and brave enough to get out of your seat right now. Come on, if you raised your hand, would you get out of your seat right now? This moment is for you. If you don't want to walk alone, bring somebody with you. Some of you are like, Pastor Ben, this is odd. This is different. This is weird. Now this is the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit. This is what I'm talking about. Some people are like, Ben, this is different. This is different. This is not normal. What's happening right now? I, I, liked, I liked what I saw last week, Pastor. Can we go back to that? Hmm. Now, this is what church is all about. He cares so much about his kids. He wants to see his kids set free. He wants to see his kids. Last night, I went to, uh, this weekend, I had the opportunity to go to two of my daughter's ballet re, uh, performances. Big stage. California for the performing arts. It's just beautiful. And I got to watch my daughter dance. Man, there was something so awesome as a dad sitting in there. And I, I told you last week, like, it was coming, and I just wanted to scream, Go, Cara! But she informed me, like, Dad, you don't do that at ballets. I'm like, but I want to. But I'm telling you right now, there was something so awesome and something so, so just as a dad and so joyful to see my daughter up there free, dancing. You know what? God wants to see you that way. And here's the thing. Even though you don't see yourself that way right now, God sees you that way. God sees you that way. God sees you as a free child, no longer bound up, no longer enslaved to whatever it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. 
Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and there's freedom. That's why it's such a great feeling to be led by the Spirit of God. Because He leads us into more freedom. He leads us into more freedom. He leads us. And the more we give ourselves over to the Spirit of God, the more freedom we experience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. This is what I want to do. I want you to stay right where you're at. A lot of you responded, and I, I believe this moment is for you. I believe this moment is for you. See, those that responded are real happy, are real happy that I went the way the Holy Spirit wanted to go. Yeah, 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 because some, there's somebody that walked up here this morning that you literally have fear on you right now that even this moment isn't going to help. There's a fear. Matter of fact, there's someone that walked up here this morning that you've actually been praying. You've entered into a new season. You've entered into something new. And there is this thing inside of your heart that says, I'm in this new season, but I don't want to ruin it again. I have a tendency to get in these new seasons and ruin it. I have a tendency to get to these new seasons and destroy it. And I don't want to do that. And there's actually been a fear inside of you saying in this new season, and you've literally had this talk with God saying, God, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to do anything to ruin this. I want this to go the right way. I want this to be the right thing. Tonight that, or this morning, that's going to be broken in Jesus' mighty name. I believe it. This is what I want to do. I want to ask some of the small group leaders right now. I want you to come, and I want you to begin to pray. And so if you could just stay right here. We're not going to do anything weird. We're just going to come. We're going to stand with you, and we're going to pray for you right now. And I believe right now that addiction for some of you. Come on, pastors, small group leaders. Come on, I need you to come and pray. Come and pray. Come and pray. Come and pray. Come on, you begin to pray for them. If you're receiving prayer, you just wait right there. Nothing strange is going to happen. We're just going to come. We're just going to maybe lay a hand on your shoulder, and we're we're going to believe that today, come on, is freedom for you. Today is freedom for you. Today is freedom for you.